Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by North Carolina Underground Hip Hop Titans, E the Mad Assassin, and Seven to Panther. They uh, recently joined forces with Polish producer Slide Beats to present their newest album, Carter and Newton, The Field Report, with a bonus track produced by Drug Beats. This album is drawing inspiration from the 97 classic debut, The War Report by Capone and Noriega. Uh, the West Coast transplants combine their respective aliases, Seven as Young Bunchy Carter and E as Graham Newton, to form their version of CNN to take The War Report into the field. Carter and Newton, The Field Report, is currently available wherever you listen to music on all streaming platforms. Welcome to the episode. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked up! Yeah, I didn't think, so they asked me to, like, speak to the senior class at my school for, like, the film and new media students, that's what I studied and shit, and I didn't think they were gonna fuck with me, for real, because I smoke a lot of weed on this podcast. Wow, so they watched this shit. I didn't think, but I guess they do, like, yo, I'm surprised, bro. Yeah, I want you to know that everybody's watching, bro, all the shit you post on social media, just people in general, the comments. They see that shit. They see that shit. Well, I feel like you and I are from the same mindset, and that's why we got along. The second you came up to me and said, I, and I really do appreciate you saying that. You've always given real support and love. But, like, you're about, like, networking and letting every, just, like, connecting everybody. Like, and that's such an important thing is, like, connecting people, not being, like, oh, fucking, you know, feast or famine. It's, like, nah, if... The more people I know, the more people that I'm, like, cool with, that's better for me. You know? Like, I don't want to be, like, fuck everyone. I want everyone to be cool with each other. Create a network. Yeah. You got to spread love, you know. Spread awareness, you know. But, like, I want you to know I don't do that with everybody, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't do that with everybody. And when I met you at the Top Shelf shit, Supply and Demand, yeah. I knew of you before that. So, I was looking forward to, you know, being introduced to you or meeting you, you know. No, I appreciate like that. that. But, like, there are certain people that you know put in the work. Like, you've been grinding. We just heard your shit. Like, you've been grinding. And those are the people. I don't want to make... I don't want to connect with people who aren't put, putting the fucking... If, that don't have passion and don't have determination for that shit. Because exactly. that's, that's what's most important. But if you have that, then I definitely want to fuck with you. And that's why I'm happy to have you on the podcast. Appreciate that, my guy. Like, you know, you're doing your thing. So I like to work with people who are working. And I like to work with, um, I like to work with legends. So you're not a legend yet. No. You're getting there, though. Well, it's like, I like to do this because it'll be cool to look back at this five, yes. ten years from now. Like, when we're, you know, you're on a fucking tour. I'm doing stand-up. I'm on tour. And it's like, oh, I got the five-year anniversary of the release of this. It's like, oh, shit, we can do another one. We can see, we can match up, and we can see where we were at this point in time. Yeah, you can see the progress. You know, you can discover dudes, you know. Yeah. You're fucking with a lot of dudes that, you know, are working, you know, up-and-coming dudes. So that's, that's what 
that's the that's the future that so. is like one of my favorite things was like finding artists that uh not that the ones that were grinding like i like artists that grind because i like that journey like i like finding an artist when they release their first couple projects and then they grow to something different and this podcast what uh, made me be able to talk to them like i wouldn't expect it but it just did like and it worked out because now i was listening to your shit like we just heard two of your new songs and like not just blowing smoke up your ass like when you drop your project i'm gonna be playing that shit all the time like that song that y'all put to- out together shout out um my god we babe that you, how I'm living is out right now. Yeah, that's like I'm gonna be bumping that because I actually want to listen to that. You was fucking with that shit for real. I get a lot of people. Like, I have a lot of music to listen to, so it's hard for me now to be like, "All right, this is a song that I'm gonna put in rotation." And when I heard that shit, I was like, "All right, this is a song I'm gonna put in rotation." Okay, so that that made the buck. The buck that playlist. For real. That's actually something I'm trying to do. I'm starting to put together a playlist. That's how we. For real. That's. How long have you been rapping? I've been rapping for about going on three years. All right. How long have you been wanting to rap and like fucking around and doing it? So like I used to play ball, bro, like. I was good in bowl D1, played for free. For real? Where? Yeah. So Bowling Green State University. That's wow. in Bowling Green, yeah. Ohio. So basketball took me a lot of places, bro. But when I was in college playing ball, on my off time, I used to, like, fuck around and go on YouTube for instrumentals and, you know, freestyle to them, write to them. I used to use my um, voice memo on the iPhone, record the shit, send it to my homies through text. They'll bring it back, send me some shit back, you know, just shit like that. Yeah. But I was a ball player, so, like, I never was, like, broadcasting my passion for rap or, like, my, my love for music and shit. Because I was still doing the ball thing. And Were you, like, path of one to go to the NBA? Like, that was your dream? Like, or were you doing it? Like, was college the end of the road of sports, or did you want to go past that? Nah, like, when I started playing ball as as a young kid, I want to say, like, nine, ten years old, that was my dream. Like, NBA, playing in the league, and that's what I was doing it for, you know? But I was having fun at the time, so as, you know, each level I got higher, it was more, you know, serious, more, more politics into it, shit like that. So I kind of lost the passion as I was getting older. Yeah. So, you know. When did you lose the passion fully? I want to say, like, when I was in JUCO, bro, because I was a junior college kid because I didn't have grades in high school. I used to cut school a lot, you know, yeah. just fuck around, not do homework, shit like that. Yeah. But I loved playing ball. So, like, I want to say, like, my sophomore year of college in JUCO, when I was in Texas, like, I was like, yeah, this ain't this ain't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Were you upset, like, were you upset by that fucking if you had that path for so long and went away, were you upset or were you like, shit, I'm kind of like free from it? Because right now you seem like you are who you're supposed to be. I appreciate that, man. I feel like that 
to be honest. But, like, I wasn't upset at all. Like, I was content with what I did. Like I said, I went to college for free. My parents didn't have to really pay for my tuition and shit. They still, like, you know, sent me bread for food and shit like that. Yeah, but man, I got you. I went to school for free on a athletic scholarship, so it was cool. But, like, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. Like, that shit was real serious, so I just wasn't having as much fun as I used to have. Yeah, but, so, all right, sophomore year of college, when did you start? You said you've been rapping seriously three years, but when did you start, like, being like, oh, this is... Because people ask me, how before we were talking, how long have I been doing stand-up? I say two years. But then people see me on stage, and I don't want to speak out a term. But this has happened a lot, and they're like, you haven't been do- doing stand-up two years. Like, you, it seems like... And it's because I've been doing it for longer. I've been wanting to do it for longer. But it's been two years that I took it like a professional, is how I look at it. Like, I'm a professional comedian, because that's my mindset. I mean... I feel the same way, like, I just started taking, you know, the professional approach with this music shit, because, you know, I've been around dudes like Butch, you know, um, Spesh, all these guys, Rakeem, Chase, all them guys, so, like, I seen how they take the approach, and I, you know, I follow suit, like, you know, I follow that blueprint. Shout out to them guys. For real. So you think you just started, like, because you've been in the studio... From the time we met a couple months ago at the Supply and Demand show, you've been in the studio all the time, posting music, like, you know, different clips, you in the studio working. Do you... Is that a new mindset recently? Like, are you like, all right, I'm... Because, like, the shit you just sent, like, this new album, you have documentary behind it, you have merch behind it. Are you like, all right, I'm ready for the next level of, like, professional? I mean, like, I invest in myself, man. Like, I, I advise anybody who's, like, you know, wanting to do something seriously, professionally, they got to invest in themselves. So I do that, and, like, you know, like I said, I follow the blueprint, and, like, you know, I do shit like that with my music. Yeah. Like, Was there know. a point, like, a moment when you're like, all right, shit, this, has, this is it, this is... Yeah, I want to say, like, just about, like, a few months ago, to be honest. Just like I said, from being around them type of dudes... You know, seeing how they get their money through a COVID pandemic. Like, you couldn't really do shows. So I seen the merch shit. Yeah. I seen the merch wave go crazy. Crazy. And that made up for the shows and shit like that. The Benny the Butcher pop-up shop. Like, the fucking... I was there for the Buffalo Kids gallery opening. And that was, like, during the height of COVID. And they packed that shit out. Like I seen that shit. How was that experience? Because I've never been there yet. Crazy. So I've been there a couple times. Opening day, I waited nine hours in line for that shit. Dope as shit. I'm so glad I did. Waited nine hours, though. I was, like, it was a part, that was, like, rap history, you know? Like, like, honestly, I see that supply and demand show as that. That was the first, like, festival back after COVID. Things are going to be looking back at that, like, all the artists there are going to be big er than they are now like that was a dope line you look at thousand words you look at cinematic you look at new vegas you look at you're there you look at cg's there you look at like i'm there you look like we're all gonna be doing this 
a long time from now. So that's going to be an event that you look back on and you're like, oh shit, that was like the first one after. Because there are people who, you said this, during the pandemic did nothing or actually did shit. Yeah. Like, were yeah, you able to adapt to the situation? I want to say I did because I put in a lot of work through that time. Like, I didn't just stay in the house. Like, when that COVID shit was going on, I didn't stay in the house at all. I still la- lived my same life. Me too. Did what I did every day. But, you know, not for me. I didn't, I didn't let that shit stop me at all. When you were a kid, like, going back to when you wanted to be in the NBA and shit, now looking where you are now, like, is that anywhere in your vision? Or is that, are you like, whoa, that's a different life? Ask me that one more time, bro. <laughs> like, if you go back to when you were a kid, like, you wanted to be in the league and shit, and now you look at, like, you have an album coming out, you're around, like, fucking real people, you're getting respect, like, your shit's getting noticed. Did you ever see that happening, or is that, like, a different lifetime? Like, that's... Nah, this shit is surreal to me, like I said, and it happened so fast, like, in a year's span. Like, just the dudes I met. You know, I want to shout out my guy, Mark, from Top Shelf. He introduced me to a bunch of people, Thousand Words, Vegas. Like, those guys, like, you know, treat me like family. They, you know, yeah. received me with open arms. And I met a bunch of people through those guys. So, you know, I never envisioned me doing this right now because, like I said, basketball was my first love. That was my first passion. So every day I woke up, that's what I thought about doing. So I never thought about rapping, although, like, I was always into rap. My dad, like, his his favorite rapper was Prodigy. From oh, Deep. for real? Yeah. So, you know, he listened to Nori, CNN, Nas, and all that, because we're from Queens, but I was always into that type of, you know, music. Yeah. So I was like, that shit was instilled in me. Sh- I want to, so if that all happened within the year, I want to shout out Mark, and I usually don't spoil guests, but, like, he's going to be the next guest when you're listening to this. How did you guys meet? Honestly, like, me and Mark, like, I just pulled up to his shop. I pulled up with my guy James because he, he, he knew Mark and he introduced me. But, like, Mark is a, like, he's, like, down to earth. Like, you could, he's outside. Like, you could reach out and go see him and touch him and shit. Like, he's not yeah. in the house behind a computer and shit. So, you know. I advise people to, you know, to check his shop out. He got a lot of dope shit in there. Top shelf premium. Yeah, that shit is in Hoboken on first. So I'm you know, excited to go there tomorrow for the first time. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. They got a lot of shit for you in there. Like a lot of dope clothing and CDs and vinyls and a lot of dope shit. So I just pulled up on a shop on him at the shop. You know, I just spoke with him, you know. I shopped around and shit, you know, just, it was real genuine, so I just pulled up on him, and we met like that, and then, like, we just kept going forward, like, you know, staying in touch, talking, you know, Yeah. he invited me out to a few spots and shit, like, um, Ja had, like, a, um, a listening party there, or, like, a... Lord Jamanti. Yeah. He had, he's fire. He's fire. He had, like, a, um, a video premiere or something, and I pulled up there. You know, met him, you know. Yeah. A lot of shit like that. Did you 
All right, so you are wearing a Conway hoodie right now, a hard-ass Conway hoodie, the Lulu one. Did you, like, when did you find them? Because I feel like this has been going on long before the trend that's happening now, but I do feel like they started kind of, like, bringing it more to the people can actually do it, like, make it mainstream and independent. Not mainstream, but not, like, local. Nah, it's definitely mainstream, bro, like. Butch, kind of like everyone knows them. When you say West. that, like everyone knows them. Yeah, they like if you if you think about it, bro. A lot of people's um, a lot of artists' albums that dropped, they're on that shit. It's you know, true. From DMX, Lil Con- Wayne, Kanye, Kanye. You know, so like everybody's you know, yeah, getting that feature from them because them niggas is dope. So I tapped into them. I want to say about like, like Butch. Like Tana Talk Three, that's my favorite project to me. Like yeah. from him, yeah. And that's when I like really dove into Butch, and uh, you know Khan. He was doing the um, you know, um, damn. I everybody forgot. is food. Yeah, everybody is food series. Yeah. So, you know, I tapped into all of that shit, and and they've been going crazy for the last few years, bro. But I feel like not like your shit isn't like theirs but it is in the way that it is this new lane that people are following which goes back directly to like what you said like your dad listened to prodigy and shit like so you grew up with that shit like that style yeah like i said that shit was instilled in me like my pops was listening to all that shit and then you look like flea has a fucking project with havoc you know like Facts. He did the fucking um his last project last year. Was yeah. like, you know, the one with prodigy. For real. So, you know, he had he had dudes on there like Buster and a few other dudes, but you know, I know P fucked with Flea a lot and Khan, so you know, when he passed that was that was tragic. So I appreciate Flea for like, you know, showing love and giving P his flowers because I feel like he was uh, underrated when he was here. Yeah, so, for real. You know, that's that's how it goes. I hate that shit. You know, when uh, somebody dies, you know, they just... They blow they up. streams skyrocket. Like, they just get the love that they should have got when they was here. For real. It's, um... It is too bad. Like, like, like Pop Smoke, you know, whatever. Any Anyone that dies, it's like they get super popular and everyone's like, oh, I was a big fan. It's like, all right, but like. I think Pop was like, he was real popular when he was here, but that that was just, you know, that happened real fast. Right in his like. And his shit fucked. That was just a fuck up. That was just a fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but he, he was definitely popular when he was here, but, you know, same, same, same thing for him. You ever meet DJ Shay? I haven't. Haven't got the chance to meet him. Well, uh, he, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, Shay. Um, never got the chance to meet him, but you know, I got to they, meet him once at a Conway show, and that was. They always, they all speak highly of him. Like you know, he he was one of the like you know, brains of that shit. You never been to the Buffalo Kids store? Have you ever been to Buffalo? Nah, I mean I've been to Buffalo like when I played, you know, college ball. Mm-hmm. Buffalo. University was in our conference, so we we traveled there one time a year. So, but not on some rap shit. Not on some rap shit, you know. I'll, I'll definitely be there soon. 
because, you know, those are my guys, but I haven't got the chance to get up there yet. So back to the, like, you wouldn't imagine where you were now. Do you see that for the future? Are you kind of like you go with the flow now? Or do you now have, like, a set plan of, like, this is what I want to do? I mean, this is, yeah, I will say that. This is definitely what I want to do. And I want to say because, like, in such little time, the people I met, the people I've rapped with. The music, you, the quality of music you put out. Yeah, like, it's just so surreal to me. So that motivates me even more. You know, that motivates me to go harder because, like, it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's obtainable. Like, I've, I've done some shit, you know. And sports, like, I wasn't an athlete, but that taught you discipline. That you can like kind of grind like you know the kind of grind that you need to do because you look at all the people that we've named earlier they all just grind it's Fast. about how many hours you can put in yeah i mean that that team like you know aspect is about like it's not you got to like be selfless because you got other people on your team and you know y'all got the same goal but you got to help your teammates you got to sacrifice for yeah. the team so like that definitely you know help you know mold me and shape me you know for the discipline i have today but just like hours put in like it's being able to be like nah i'm not gonna like party all the time you know what i mean like i'd rather be in the studio like i would rather go like if friends invite me out to a club or a bar like and i have a show or i have a chance to get on stage i'm gonna take that every time because like I know that's wasted time. But like that's what you love to do too. For yeah. So you're passionate about doing that shit. So you know, you know what that shit is about going out. Like you know, it's hit yeah, or miss, bro. That's true. So you gotta pick and, and choose. And I guess I do blame other people for that. You know what I mean? Because they don't feel the same you way, can. but they just want to do that shit. They're on a different path. Yeah. So like you know, you gotta appreciate you for who you are, and like you know, you're different. So like the different, yeah. the different type of people, like you know. Niggas like Kobe, niggas like Drake, they not going to party. They going to go and work. They going to, um, you know, be in the gym. Drake going to be in the studio. He going to make that music that they party to, though. So, yeah. Do you like that new album? Um, <laughs> It's dope. It's dope. I don't really listen to, you know, too much commercial music, bro. But yeah. What have you been listening to? I've been listening to, you know, Zaza just dropped. I listen to Dark Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the Omnipo. Yeah, the omnipotent. That, that shit, shit is fire. was fire. For Which real. one do you like better though, the Most High or the omnipotent? Um, I really do like the Most High, but I have a special like connection to that one because he premiered "Work Over Everything" on this podcast. Okay. So like, shout out Zaza guy. Shout out That's Zaza guy. guy. For real, super, like, super fire. so talented, super such fire. a fucking underrated dude. Crazy lyricist, crazy rapper. That's my guy. Y'all rap together? Um, we we got some shit coming on the way. We haven't got the chance to, cause like I said, I've been working on my Damaged Goods album. Yeah. So that's dropping later this month or first week of October. So. Oh, for real? That soon? Yeah. I don't have a set date, but I'm 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 ready to drop that. Who do you have? Who's producing shit on it? Who do you have on it? I got um, Zumo on there. He got two joints on there. You fuck with Zumo? Yeah. For yeah, I. 
I saw him at the uh, top shelf. Yeah, the top shelf. He was he crazy. With, uh, YL yeah. and Stalker, you know the yeah. R- 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 his movement. shits and his beats are fucking fire. So he insane. got two joints on there. Oh, for real. He got two joints on there. Shout out Zumo, um, Grim Dozer's on there. My guy, the from, one we heard. Yeah, facts. My, my guy's from Jersey. You know, he had um, a track produced on the um, Rosenberg joint. Oh, f- which one? Um. I don't know which one to be honest, but yeah. it's on there. That Rosenberg album was great. I'll tell you tomorrow though. Yeah. Um, I got my dude brother Spins. He's like you know one of my in-house dudes. He's super super fire. He's super fire. He's from PA, so he got like four or five joints on there to be honest. Oh, for real? How'd you link up? Um, you know through through social media. I never met him personally yet. You know, we yeah. definitely will meet in person soon. But like I said, he's in uh, PA. Mm-hmm. But he got a lot of joints on there. Isn't it? Like, you're... I don't want to speak for you, but you're still in the, like... You know, you're grinding, and you're trying to, like... It's kind of cool, but also... It's cool to think, like, oh, shit, I could just be in the studio with him at some point, like, in a year or two. Where really, you're like, oh, shit, I could just be in the studio with him making the music. Or, like, I could just be, like, you're like, oh, move to New York. It's like, I need to give a little bit of time, but, like, I would love to be in New York so we could, I could do a podcast whenever, you know? Like, I don't have to plan it out that I have to drive fucking seven hours in traffic to get here, for real. But, you know, it's the grind. Facts. I also got on um, 38 Special. He got a, a track for real? on there. Yeah. 38 Special. Damn. For, I've, that's insane. Facts. How, did you just link up through social media with um, him? Nah, I linked up with Special through Words, a thousand words, to be honest. So, you know, yeah. shout out Words. You shout know, out Words. Met a lot of people through him in Vegas and shit. So. Shout out Vegas. Special got one on there. Um, Damn, I got to hear that. Few dudes from my hood. Joby got one on there. My dude Manolo Mano Greasy got one on there. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Do you have things after that planned or but you're doing a lot with this. Like you have a, a merch drop, you have a documentary coming out. Are you focusing on it or do you have like steps after it too? Um, yeah, like right now everything is damaged goods. Like I've been working on that all year. You know, I've had some, you know, setbacks and shit, but it's coming out, um, like I said, at the end of the month or top of the month. Yeah. But that's what I'm working on right now. I got the the merch coming with it, the DVD coming out with the hard copy, cassettes, going to do the vinyls, all that. So that's dope. Going to probably do a bundle with the music, sell it, um, you know, digitally at first. Yeah. Shit like that. So, you know, that shit is going to be fire. Got a lot of, um, not a lot of features, but I got a few on there, um, you know, so. Do you feel like this is a different feel? Because, like, I named your last two albums that you had on uh, streaming before the podcast. You're like, oh, that's my old shit. Like, do you feel like, but that's not that old. Nah, it's not. It's not that. But old, like, but do you feel like this is a different album? Like this yeah, drop is sure. different than everything else. For sure, for sure. Like I said, I got a, got them dudes on there. I got a lot of fire producers. Like I just named. Like yeah, all I mean, you're are just getting thirty eight. Like solidify. You know what I mean? That's facts. One facts. of the goats in this fucking. Um, 
He's also rapping on the track too. For real? Yeah. So it's he produced the track that he's featured on. He is one of the most. I love his flow so much. The first time I heard that shit. Yeah. So specials on the fucking album, Damaged Goods. Um, I got Heem on there. Oh, for real? Facts. Facts. Shout out Heem. So that shit is gonna be fire. Damn. Do you have you ever done like? Because you said you've been focusing more of this year. Have you done shows before? Like, have you performed? Um, I performed a, a, a handful of times, like, you know, locally and shit, but I, I never performed, like, you know, in front of, like, a, a huge number of yeah, fans like done and shit, like, crowds shit. and shit, yeah, so. Do you, you know, want to? I definitely want to, you know. I do this music shit, like, you know, all the way, so, like, I don't yeah. just want to be, like, behind the scenes making music and dropping shit. No, I hear you. Not doing videos and But you were talking about doing the bundles and doing vinyls and doing cassettes and like you have to learn a lot outside of just like making music. When you want to be a rapper probably just like as much as I just want to have a conversation with you there's a lot more to podcasting. As much as I want to tell jokes there's a lot more to telling jokes than just doing that like there is a lot of other shit you have to learn the business so like that's what i'm asking like there's probably it's probably hard to like book a tour as a rapper like do shows because there's just another thing you have to learn like learning how to do the cassettes the vinyls all that printing that's something that's some real shit you have to learn Nah, definitely it's a it's not just like you know like that's everything though like you know when you play ball you play a sport you gotta work out you gotta like do push-ups you gotta like be fit so like a lot of shit comes behind the scenes but you know and you're investing in yourself because that shit you do have to like spend a lot to like follow your dream you know like you have to like pay for it a little bit it doesn't just come you're not you don't just make money when you want to do your shit you have to invest in yourself like you have to you you got you want to do something you got to buy sneakers for it like you got to invest in yourself Got to buy the gear for it, the equipment for it. You know, like yeah. for the podcast, like you got mad shit around. So, I and having a team, yourself. you pulled up with a team. Like having a team is important. Having people on your side when you're like, yeah, I got Coda Clay with me. That's you know, one of my shooters and shit. So like you know, she's she's like me. She played ball, and you know, she crossed over and got into the camera shit photos and all that so shout out her that's important though because you have to have everyone has like a different thing that they're supposed to do and when you all believe in each other's shit like i got ani i got irish like shout out shamil like i have a team of people that like i believe in and they believe in my shit and that's important because you can't just be out there alone facts facts like if you want to do something great you got to have a team behind you like you have to you can't do everything by yourself like, it's damn near impossible. Or it's going to take you longer, you know? It's going to take you longer. And you get jaded, I feel like. If, if like, you're like, fuck, no one wants, no one supports me. Like, you get, and you just grind, like, you get jaded. I used to be like that. I used to be like that. But, like, to be honest, like, you just got to continue to work hard. And, you know, you got to, like, you know, work with people mm-hmm. that are doing what you're doing professionally. And, like, you know, all of that should have come after and you got to realize how many hours they put in to get where they are. Because it's like, 
I believe in myself, but now it's like I got to prove to every. I can't feel like I deserve anything. I have to prove that I'm ready for whatever situation that's given to me. Like, I don't deserve it. I have to prove that I'm ready for it. Hey, guys, before we get back into the episode, I want to say that this one is also sponsored by 607 Sound based out of Elmira, New York. Uh, They're a local underground upstate music platform. Um, They're actually executive producing an album called Integrated Affinity Volume 1 featuring artists from the 607 like Blicka Don, Anthony Cannon, MBK Ritchie, and more, uh, as well as artists you've seen on Bucked Up like Jay Skies and Deuce Ellis, as well as a host of others that could be soon like Tony Boy, Gaines, Chill Ali, Brother Tom SOS, Camouflage Monk, and Origino. Uh, keep up with 607 Sound through their website, 607sound.com, and socials, and stay tuned for that album release coming soon. Uh, let's get back into it. Yeah, like nothing's really going to be given to you, bro. So, like, you know, no. you got to put in the work. Have to. So, were you like. I feel like that was a big turning point for me when I was like, nah, I can't take things personally. I can't get jaded and that shit. Was that like a change in you? You said you used to be like that. I mean, yeah, it definitely changed me because, you know, like, you can't just expect people to, like, you know, do all that. Like, you know, they got their life. They got their problems. They got their issues. So, like, you know, they're going to do what they can. They're going to like what they like. But, you know, you just got to continue to work hard. And, like, I feel like people respect, like, growth and progress. So if they see, like, oh, he was doing this last year, but, like, now he's doing this, like, they respect that. Because, yeah. like, you're not in the same spot. You're working. And everybody respects work, hard work and shit like that. For real. That's, like, that's what I mean. Like, the fucking scene... Listening to your shit, which I I enjoy all of it, but like hearing this shit, it's like oh shit, you're really like putting in the work and getting to a place where a place where it's cool looking back at your old shit and be like that's really good for that, and now look at what I'm doing now. Definitely, definitely, like everything I record like recently, like it's always like my best shit to me. Mm-hmm. Like my newest track is my best track to me. For some reason, I still have like my classic tracks that you know I have memories like you know of making and shit. So like or like you know lyrics that you know I would go I was going through at the time that mean shit to me. So like I have those, but like all my new shit is like my best shit to me. So I feel the same way. Like my best sets are always my newest set. Like my best sets always within the past few weeks I've had because I'm always learning shit. I like, like I get known as the comedian that like will do crazy shows. Like I went up in, to Buffalo and did a fucking Struggle Mike's Weed Festival, and Rick Hyde was there. And Rick Hyde said I was hilarious. Like he finally got, but most people wouldn't do that. Most people wouldn't drive to Buffalo and host a comedy show in the middle of a rap festival because they're like, this is gonna be a shit show. Yeah. Or. The fucking Mardi Gras. You can't see my t-shirt. Wait, let me hold it up. Shout out. Yeah. For real, shout out Chris Tash out in New Portland, Maine. He, I saw on Facebook, he was like, I'm doing this festival called Mardi Gras. 
it's for my friend that died, and we're going to put it together. We're looking for performers. And I just hit him up, and I was like, hey, if you need a comedian, I'd love to do it. And he was like, well, why don't you host the comedy show? Wow. And I was like, really? And I went up there for three nights. I brought like 10 comedians up. It was like 200 people. One of the I tripped mushrooms for three days straight. I climbed a mountain. I fucking had a crazy time. But like, shout out Chris. It was you got to take those experiences and because you get better and learn from that shit. So like, I'm saying like when you asked him or you you just imply like yo I'm down, and then to you hosting the shit like how was that for you like how did you feel when he asked you to host the shit like were you nervous? Nah, I believe in myself. Like, I don't know. Fire. When you release your album at the end of the month, you will have a certain thing, and this is what I'm talking about, and it's so shitty to drop, like, names, but it's like, you have track a track with 38 Special. You produced one, and you rapped one. That's out. That gives you, like, a level of credibility. You know, as much as it, like, when he offered me to host, you kind of have to, pr- like... Not talk yourself up, but, like, sell yourself. So I was like, listen, man, I've opened up for, like, Wu-Tang. I've done stand-up at, like, theaters for, like, 500, 450 people, 500 people. Like, I can do this. And that's when he was like, oh, let me give you this opportunity. And I know whatever opportunity I'm presented that I'm ready for it. I just, like, that's just something in my mind that I have that, like, I put in enough work, I work hard enough that whatever, like, I don't know, like, I guess in rap it would be like, anyone could ask you in the studio and you know you'd have a verse ready just to be like, all right. I mean, back to what you were saying, like the the confidence and shit, like just me, you know, rapping with guys like that, you know, Heem, Spesh, you know, other dudes, you know, like them listening to my shit, like that gives me the confidence like yeah like they rap with me so like you know because that's their legacy too like that's them putting their name on your thing like yeah like, that's a big deal and like you getting that early on like you said this is a new chapter in your music game like that's important are you gonna keep your old shit up or are you gonna take it down um i always thought about like taking the shit down to be honest but you know right now it's up um, so, like, you know, it's possible that I'll take it down, like, randomly, like, you know, I'll just wake up one, one morning, like, nah, fuck that. But you've always gotten bar. you've always got bars, like, your verses, like, on the, um, what is it, Cutting Up? I don't know, nah, I don't think I did a track called Cutting Up. No, what was the, what was the last, what was the album you did with DJ, um? Oh, I did that, um, with Tony Touch. Yo, with Tony Touch. Crossover crossover that's what it was like there's you got a lot of bars on that shit yeah like that's me like like i said my old shit like i'm not saying like wow that's 10 years ago but like that's just like me you know my first project like my second project so it's just like me still finding my sound you know just but like i was putting out content for people because i wanted like to let people know i was rapping now yeah. I'm not playing ball no more, so I'm taking it seriously. Do you ever listen to that shit? I, I listen to that shit all the time. You know, you like it? I love it. I love it. Like I love all the music that I make. So like, if I don't love something, I won't put it out. Yeah. But like you know, 
I feel that way. I listen to my music a lot, so sometimes I get tired of my own music. So, like, you know, I take breaks from certain projects or certain songs. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, I always, like, love everything I put out. That's important. So, like, if I don't like the shit, I don't love it, I won't put it out, to be honest. Are you very critical of your work? Very, very. And I'm an overthinker, too, so, like, you know, like I always, to a detrimental value, to a detriment, like is it to a bad point? Nah, not to a bad point, but like you know, like it's unnecessary sometimes. You know, so like it kind of wastes time. But like you know, I'll record some shit. You know, I'll take it home, do the car test, headphone test, like, and then like I'll hear something that, you know, I I didn't hear in the studio. So I'll go back and like you know, touch it up. You know, fuck with it. Mm -hmm. so like i do that often do you have a writing routine or do you like spit off the top do you sit down do you I type write. in your phone i write yeah i write in my notes when i record not when i record but like when i'm like writing or like you know listening in to the beats. studio yeah, do you write? yeah in the studio i write like so like i really freestyle to be honest like you know all my lyrics are real personal like i put a lot of thought into my lyrics and shit so like i don't try to waste any bars so like you know i take I take time to write, you know, it'll take me like 30 minutes to write a verse, 40 minutes. But like, you know, I'm really putting thought into my lyrics. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to put out good music. I don't want to put out trendy music. I want to put out music that, you know, people can relate to. It could get them to, you know, certain times and shit. You know? And that you can listen to a long time from now and it like stands the test timeless of time. Timeless shit. That's yeah, what I want to do. Shit, so, you know. know, like I said, I don't just put out anything bro like i got a lot of unreleased songs that i never put out like you know that i sit on or i change the beat you know shit yeah. like that do you have do you have so how how many like do you have albums that you want to release in the future that you're sitting on or are they just like those are just like that's the practice those are the practice songs Not nah practice like, songs, i don't really but... like do practice songs bro like if I write some shit, it's something like if I take any time to write, you want this? Oh yeah. If I take any time to write, bro, it's to like you know, record it. You know, sometimes you know I might not fuck with like certain shit. I'll you know, start over and shit. But like you know, I don't really do the practice songs and shit. Then why like? Then what makes that music you sit on it then? Like why isn't it put out? To be honest, bro, like you said, like as far as the albums and shit sitting on, I I kind of like lost the album, bro. I lost the album, but it was a different type of sound. It was the more like you lost, lost the whole album. Like I have the songs, but the hard drive got fucked up. So like I lost the album, bro. That was the PCs in volume two. I still have the songs, but they're not mixed and mastered. So damn, I don't know. When what did I, that happen? I was fucking with like you know. Um, uh, um, one of my engineers and shit and you know the hard drive fucked up it got broke so like we couldn't really retrieve the songs bro so I couldn't like you know send the stems to anybody to mix and master or, and shit like that so I still have the songs in my phone but like they're not mixed and master so I'm not gonna put that out yeah I might shoot a video to some but like I'm not gonna put it out like as a project and shit Cause I want to put out quality music, like you know, 
was that a quality album like it was fire bro like i had a pcs and series so like if you heard that on the apple music shit that was the yeah, first yeah. one i dropped but that's like that's not so much the boom bap that's the more like i said the um 808 type beats and yeah, shit the, like that yeah the more like the up-tempo yeah, flows yeah. and shit like that but you were still flowing on those those were still really fire nah, those are real fire but you know that's a like i said a different sound a different flow I just wanted to show people I could do that shit too. Yeah. And I'm versatile with the shit. But like, you know, my heart is in the, you know, the boom bap shit. I mean, even Conway's doing on. that now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's always fire, like, to, you know, do outside the box shit. Just to show people, you know, you're not one-dimensional and shit. What do you want to, like, do you have the things you want to do? I don't even want to say, like rappers you want to have songs with but like a tours you want to do albums you want to put out like do you or do you just go with the flow like as far as myself yeah like i definitely would want to do like a but the truth never changes tour like that's one of my latest albums that i put out like yeah that was the most the, recent yeah right? before the um pandemic and shit not before it but during it you know i just put out like a, a project you know just to Keep my fans, you know, fed. What was your first experience with, like, someone fucking with your shit? Because I feel like that's a really cool... Um, What do you mean? Like, just, like, my friends or, like, just... Yeah, like, when someone... The first time someone's like, nah, you actually do have something. Um, That was a minute ago. Like, you know, like... When I used to put music out on SoundCloud and shit, like, all my, um, you know, homies and, like, you know, kids I went to school with, they told me, like, you know, the shit is fire, like, you got something. So, you know, that always motivated me to keep going and making the music because people were actually reaching out to me and, like, you know, shouting my shit out, reposting it, you know, like, DMing me, like, yo, this bar was crazy, like, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So, like, that's been going on for, like, since my first shit, since my first music I've been putting out on SoundCloud and shit. So, you know, I always got a good reaction to my music. Whether it was a small group of people or, like, you know, a larger amount to now, like, you know, people yeah. from all over reach out to me. People I used to go to school with when I played ball. I went to, like, school in Utah, Texas, Ohio, like, so... All those people reach out to me, you know, shout out all those people that I went to school with, reaching out, supporting me and shit. We started the podcast with you being like, oh, your school, like, fucks with you. Which is surprise. Like, that's cool to hear that, like, people on your team, like, fuck with your shit that you went to school with. Are, like... Definitely, like, all my teammates and shit, especially, like, at Bowling Green, like, we still, like, in the group chats, we talk every day, so, like, you know, we all, like, support each other and what we do and shit. Do you ever miss that path? Um, To be honest, like, the basketball part, like, not really, because, like I said, I wasn't having too much fun doing it, to be honest, but... Did you get Did you get hurt? Um, I definitely did, like, I had to, um, my like, between my junior and so senior year... I needed surgery on my foot, but, like, my coach, like, he he needed me, so he he wanted me to play, and, you know, I got surgery after the season, right after, and my school paid for that, but, like, 
I was playing like, you know, about 70% my senior year. Damn. So, you know, but I was like, like I said, done with basketball, like mentally and shit. I was doing it physically, but like, I didn't want to redshirt or waste another year. What was your mind on? You know, just like doing something else. I was thinking about music. I was thinking about, you know, I was really thinking about getting money, to be honest, because, you know, I was in college, like, you know, like I didn't have like much, but like I said, like, you know, I had my parents sending me money. I wasn't working, but like, you know, the school took care of us and shit, like on the yeah. road, hotels, food, but like, you know, I wanted to like really not do basketball no more, but I wanted to like, you know, get money. So I was like, not sure what I was gonna do exactly. I always wanted to rap, but like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to like, do that publicly and like so it took me a minute to come out but once I did like you know I said I always got a good reaction for my music and shit so it kept me motivated and going what was the turning point of you like wanting to like come out um to be honest one of my like one of my bros like one of my bros named um Brett Brett 57 he was doing music before me Brett 5'7"? Like, yeah. One of my bros, Brett 5'7". It's his birthday today, so happy birthday Shout to him. Shout out to him. Happy but, birthday. But um, he started putting out music and, like, you know, once I seen that, I was like, oh, my bro could do it, so I could do it. So he definitely motivated me. And I want to um, shout out Chino to Nobody. He also gave me, like, motivation to, like, actually record and do music for real. So, like, he gave me that motivation, too. Do you... Do you like? Oh, you said you guys grew up together. Facts. We, my man, Weebay, um, Coda Clay. We grew up together. We played ball together. So like you know, we from the same hood. We from yeah. Left Rack. So everybody in Left Rack grew up mostly playing basketball. You know, like were you like scared to say that you wanted to rap early, like before all that shit? Um. Or I wouldn't say scared, but I was, like, like, nervous. I was nervous. So, like, you know, that's kind of the same thing. But, like, I wasn't sure if that's what I really wanted to do. Because if I was going to come out, you know, putting out music, like, I don't do shit, like, half-assed. Like, anything I do, I do it, like, 100%. So, like, you know, when I play ball, I was really going hard with that because I love doing it. I only do what I love to do. So, like, you know. Royce has a bar about that on some song where he's like, someone asked, fuck, I'm going to fuck it up, but it's, it's high, I'm high, and it's late. I said, it's high, I'm high, and it's late, but he's like, what you smoking on? I'm smoking on this fucking white truffles. This shit's delicious and a great high. What is this? Yeah, that's that uh White Truffles. You know, Mr. Wave, Sour America collab. So, you know, I got that. That's the best butt in the city. So like get with me. Yeah, this shit's fucking fire. For real, for real. And I have another one rolled up of the sugar pie. That's gonna be afterwards. Yeah, for real. They're gonna talk they're gonna be like, All right, everyone. Uh, watch Sam's podcast to get ready for this talk. It's just gonna, they're gonna pick the episode that where too. it's me and Stars Coleman and Stars took seven grams of mushrooms. 
Show them that. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a bunch of those, like, you know. Like Ben and Jerry's, man. Yo, a lot this of gelato triple X, you'll fucking roll a joint and you'll get hard. <laughs> Was that your experience of smoking that? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Okay. I just looked at the logo. I like that, though. That's <laughs> gonna get him. That's gonna That's get him. Get him. <laughs> for sure. You know what? Oh, I love Gary Payton, for real. That's that Viagra not the pl- bud. Not you heard? The pl- That's the Viagra bud. <laughs> That's because you got the Gary What's Payton. Up, we? Uh, it's kind of weird that you think Gary Payton gets me excited. <laughs> I don't know nothing about sports. Yeah. I used to play baseball, but that was it. What position? I was a first baseman, and okay. I was a pitcher actually. So that's, oh yeah, I, I thought you was gonna be a pitcher. Yeah, you look like one of them Randy Johnson type niggas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's. You ever tell? I, did I ever tell you what Rick Ross called me when I you're met like him? Like six three, six four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Were you? You're like you're not super. What are you six one? Yeah, I'm six one. But you were you were a good player. Yeah, like where I'm from, like I was the best. I'm gonna keep it real. I was the best where I'm from for my generation. You know, like now we got Hamid Diallo in the NBA and shit. Yeah. He's a little younger than me, but he's doing his thing. He's the from one. your area. Yeah, he's from left right. He the one that went. So you know. Yeah, he, I was never. He good did at what that. everybody thought I was gonna do, so you know, shout out him. But For real, I was real good, you know. But you have a different path. Facts, facts. You know, that's what the crossover is like. That's my shit. Like that's not just like that's a brand, bro. Like that's like you know. So the crossover is like, say you start your life. You was playing baseball. What, what was you doing when you grew up? Like for real, for real. What was your passion? I was so lost. Oh, you was a lost child. Yeah. That's tough. You found yourself, though. Look For at you. Real. You're doing your thing now, man. For real. I appreciate you. You're pushing the culture. I was laughing. You're pushing the culture forward. I appreciate you, bro. You're I was right. laughing about this with my friend the other day because, like, I was saying, like, he was talking about bread, and uh, he makes a good amount of bread, and I was like, what? Good. He has a drone photography business. Um, and I was like, damn, like, what made you? And he was like, dude, when I was 12, I just wanted a pair of shoes. And wow. I was like, isn't that crazy? And look at you now. Like, he owns three. Ha- like, And I think about that. Like, the reason that I tell people I start stand-up is, like, I played hockey to impress a girl that I had broken up with. Like, we went through ah, a bad breakup. Why you broke up with her if you wanted to impress her? You she had her already. She was cheating. Oh, damn, yeah. bro. So, whatever. I got cheated on before. Yeah, so for real. And, uh, and then I got in a horrible hockey accident. And I had to, like, lay in a dark room for a month. And oh, all I could do... What you mean by that, dark I got room? a level 5 out of 5 concussion. Like, I got a real bad concussion. So you had to lay in a dark room? Yeah, I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't go outside. But your eyes was open in the yeah. dark room? Uh-huh. And damn. all I could do was listen to people talk. So I just listened to stand-up and podcasts. Mm. For real, like you ain't listen to rap. I couldn't listen to music. It was oh, too oh, stimulating. Oh, All I could do was listen to conversation talk. and yeah. dialogue and shit. And so, like that is like when I look now, I'm like, did you listen to porn and shit? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No one's I'm ever asked like, me that. No <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think I might have broke to watch it. If I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. <laughs> But no, like, I just listen to podcasts and shit. And then when I look now, 
I realize my whole life has kind of led to this point. But then I look back, it's like, nah, it's just because I was trying to impress a girl and I got wow. in a bad accident. So shit. did you impress the bitch or not? Nah. Damn. I have bro. a joke about it now. So it's a, she left me for a deaf kid, which is a deaf hockey player. Word? Yeah. He was deaf? He was, which is fine unless you want to be a comedian. Damn. That's just mean, bro. That's just hurtful. Damn. So he couldn't even hear her moan or nothing, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Wow. Yo, that's tough, bro. That is tough, bro. <laughs> For a death trick for you? you guys look so sad over there. <laughs> he was a hockey player. He was a very good one. Damn, that's depressing, bro. <laughs> yeah. That shit's funny, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that shit, that's a first, bro. I'm a comedian. I'm a fucking comedian. I like laughing at fun. Like, my shit's pretty dark. Like, I'd say a lot of personal stories on oh, stage. Yeah. Like, so you'd be joking on yourself? Yeah, a lot. Word. Mm-hmm. And I'd be roasting the audience. Okay. I was roasting the audience last night. So have you ever had like a bad experience roasting a, a, a audience member? Like yeah. It wasn't oh feeling you? Oh my God. Wait. All, I mean, when I started all the time, I've been threatened by cops. I've had people throw drinks on me. I fucking... I had this dude yell, get this Jew-haired motherfucker off the stage. I'm not even <laughs> Jewish. But <laughs> That's hilarious. I had a joke about cops, and two cops came after me, uh, up to me afterwards, and like, you better stop drinking or something might pull you over on the way home. Right. I had like... So you think that was because you was joking on him? Yeah, it was a pretty bad... I mean, it was a pretty like... It was about... 80% of That's cops That's crazy, being fed. man. That's yeah. that crooked cop shit, bro. For real, yeah. Fuck the police, man. For real. That shit was... that. I've had some crazy shit, yeah. Woman would throw a drink at me. Damn. At the time, I was dating a Puerto Rican girl, and I had a joke about dating a Puerto Rican girl, and she just heard the punchline, and she was like, what the fuck? So and she, she throws a drink at me and storms out. And then to the point of the story, this black dude storms, goes after her to be like, nah, he was just kidding, like, whatever. And then he comes back in, like, two minutes later, I'm standing there, drink on me, like, what the fuck? He's like, yo, she just said the most racist shit to me. She cursed me Damn. out, bro. She was just having one. Of, yeah. People are wild, bro. So, like, keep it a buck, buck. Was the joke about her, like, did it derive from her? Because she was Puerto Rican. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it was about, the joke was about my <laughs> grandma not understanding that she grew, the Puerto Rican girl grew up really wealthy. Okay. And, like, okay. me trying to explain it to her, and she just heard the, like... Punch. Yeah. So Which it was it. also a joke. I sh I was too early on to know how to navigate that type of shit. You have to learn in comedy. If you're in front of an audience, there's certain you have to learn how to navigate certain shit to get people to open up to certain topics. I get it. You got to butter them up. Yeah, like I had to do a show in front of all the old people last week. How'd that go? It went well, but I was nervous. It was like all old old people. And so I had to do like start with clean stuff and then like do a little bit dirty. And then if they like that, then it, and then I can close with the super dirty stuff, which they ended up liking. But you yeah, have to like touch the like water. The, the elderly like the dirty shit. I feel like it's like rap opener. Like when you're opening for someone, you don't know. You have to like test the audience probably to see what they like. I feel like they like the dirty shit because like, you know, their life is coming to an end. So like they 
reminiscing and thinking about all the shit they didn't do. Yeah, or that they so did they be, do. They lived lives yeah, like, but like, it's like a thing like, oh, let me check this off the list or something like you know. Yeah. So like that's yeah. that's my my view on it. Oh, we're talking about old people like in dirty shit. You're talking about crazy shit that happened. I told a joke, and then after the show, this old woman, like six year old woman, started groping me, like gr- kissing me, uh, grabbing my crotch and shit. I was like trying not to like push her down, but I was wasn't like, wasn't feeling that. Nah, she you was don't like, fuck with the cougars. It wasn't a cougar, bro. This was what like was fucking like grandma giraffe? got run over by a reindeer, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, bro. That's tough. Yeah, that's gonna happen to you when you got shows. I mean, yeah, probably is. <laughs> you want to plug your shit? We're wrapping up. Um, I'm gonna hold one more up to the. What do you mean, like the music? Yeah, like uh, your album's coming out at the end of the month. What's your social media? Where can people find, um, this shit? Yeah, that's the uh, you know. Mr. Wave Sour America collab. Y'all could just um, you know, hit me on the gram, through DM. I'll get with you. You know, door to door service. I got the Damaged Goods album coming out. Got a few dudes on there that's uh, you know, coming out real soon with the merch. You know, the hard copy, the vinyls, the tapes, CDs. Got the DVD coming out, Damage Goods DVD. That shit is fire. Oh, you for seen real? The, seen the preview? I saw the preview. That yeah, shit that shit. Be fire. I didn't know there was a DVD coming out of that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, we gonna make something like that, you know? Sell that. You know, a lot of collectible type shit. That's dope. So that's coming out soon. You know, follow me on IG, Pet57 underscore. Um, you know, got a lot of shit out. Pet57 on all DSPs. And, um, you know, shout out Buck. Thanks for having me, my bro. This was awesome, bro. I, I love just sitting down and talking. I fuck, fuck with, with you, you bro. Guy. I really fuck with you, and I really fuck with your music. So people listening, check it out. Fact, man. I got a lot of shit on the way. The album is the first thing up. I've been working with my dude, Sykes Green. Working with my guy, Wee. Um, working on... Um, actually, after this, I got some with Special coming out, like a, like a tape. He gonna produce all the all the joints. Yeah. Probably like seven tracks. So be on the lookout for that. That's gonna be insane. That's bro. gonna be fire. He's he's a fire producer. For real. And you're fire a fi- that's gonna solidify. Like that's gonna be a project that's yeah, I'm not work- forgotten about. I'm working, bro. Yeah. You know, so shout out my BSF guys. Heem. Um, you know, shout out Heem, Rick. Got a joint with Rick. Um, you know, so Got a lot of a lot of other surprises with the album I can't say yet, but you know, shout out everybody that's been helping me. You know, shout out Coda Clay, shout out Mark, shout out um, Words, Vegas, shout out Chu. Thanks for having me, bro. Of like, course, helping me bro. spread this awareness to my music and shit. I appreciate you, bro. No, of course. I really appreciate you coming on. Ani, do you want to plug your shit? Sure. Um, you can follow me at Ani underscore Moosh on Instagram. And then check out my art page at by underscore Moosh. And if you want to check out the studio that we're recording in right now, you can go to toomuchcontent.live on IG, and that's our website, too. So peep that, and you can see everything that we got. Also stream um, How We Live. Yeah, that um, How I'm Living. How I'm Living. How I'm Living. Global that's my guy, WeeBay, WeeBay. Global WeeBay. Global WeeBay. Shout oh. out. 
all DSPs. What's your social media? Webay dot global. That's W two two E's dot no W two E's B A Y dot global. <laughs> I'm smacked, bro. You yeah, this room. Shit. You see how smoky this room is? <laughs> We're out. <laughs>